Greetings, this is Atmaboda. Today is December 17th, 2021, and today's topic is reality is neither duality nor non-duality. It is both. And I wrote something earlier today. In fact, I wrote a couple of things that I'm going to read to you starting now. The ultimate reality is about both duality and non-duality experienced simultaneously. Non-duality without duality is just as bad as duality without non-duality. People get hung up on clinging to this false dichotomy of duality and non-duality when the paradox of human existence is that we get to enjoy both. That is our privilege as humans. To neglect one or the other is to disrespect your very nature. We are born into human bodies for a reason. We are given access to non-dualistic experience for a reason. This means that finding harmony and wholeness requires the integration of both aspects into the deepest core of our being. Ego death is not necessary to experience non-duality. This belief in objective truth is not necessary to experience duality. Likewise, the belief in the concept of an objective truth as a force that also exists independently of you is not a belief in duality either. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. You are so amazing that the greatest part of you exists even outside of yourself. Just as we have a mind, a body, and a heart, so also do we have different ways of experiencing life. As we adjust to life, we realize that the only limitations we experience are those that we allow ourselves to have. When your intent is pure, the universe will empower you to impact the world in the way you are destined to. The world wasn't designed to rock you. You were designed to rock the world. This is the first part of two parts to this podcast, and so I'm going to give a brief commentary of what that means. What does it mean reality is neither duality nor non-duality? Well, let's first explain what duality is. Duality means when you have an observer and you have the subject of observation. That's what you call a duality because there are two. There is, if you're looking at an apple, there is the person that is looking at the apple, and then there is the apple. So that would be the duality. So what is a non-duality? A non-duality would be when you look at the apple, you are the apple. Nothing exists other than that apple. The apple represents the totality of who you are in that specific moment, and there is no separation between the observer and the observed that is non-duality and there is has been theorized that if you are to become enlightened there's some camps that can believe uh, 
strongly that the only way to do that is via ego death, whereby you lose your sense of individuality and you then become one with everything. And there's some serious problems with that concept, but, but first, and I've dealt with some of those problems in previous, in previous podcasts, but the point I'm trying, the point, (laughs) the point is though that non-duality and duality can be experienced at the same time. We're in human bodies. We have minds, we have hearts, we have our physical body, we have eyes, we have ears. So yes, we can attune our minds to a greater objective truth. Absolutely. I've already proven that to myself anyway, whether or not you believe me listening, you know, when you're listening to this podcast or not, but you know, I'm in a continuous state of, of bliss and love. And, and it sounds like a bro- broken record maybe because I say that pretty often, but it's like a big difference between me and most people, right? Most people have ups and downs. They don't have that shield of positivity to protect them, right? They feel grief. They feel sadness. They feel fear. They feel doubt. They feel anxiety. They have worldly desires and they get angry and they have bad moods and they have good moods. And, you know, this is the normal day-to-day existence for quote, normal unquote people. And I'm just not one of those people anymore. And I'm grateful for that. I don't have no interest in being a normal up and down kind of person. So how I am today is I have that non-duality aspect um, to me. What does that mean? That means that my mind is in constant alignment and attenuation, uh, tuning, attunement with this absolute truth. And so my mind is in this blissful, immersive state uh, with the cosmic consciousness. And that gives me this continuous state of inspiration and, and bliss in my mind region. And then consequently also in my heart, I also have this feeling of unconditional love. So I like to call it the twin spheres of pleasure. And I believe that is the destiny of all humans. That is the next stage of human evolution is to arrive at that place whereby your mind is in, has an impenetrable mind that is undisturbed by any external force or situation. And so you have this pleasure in your head region and then you have this pleasure in your chest heart region where you have this indescribable sense of love it's like if you ever fell in love before imagine having that falling in love feeling but have it happen all the time where you don't need to be in the presence of your beloved whether it be a woman or whether it be a man to feel that way okay that's normal people i guess quote normal unquote in order to feel that love, you have to be with your kids. You have to be with your wife. You have to be with your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your fiance or whatever you want to call that companion. But it's having that physical companion that's giving you that um, comfort in your heart so that you don't feel lonely. And I am completely alone, right? But I don't feel lonely. And why is that? I don't feel lonely because... In my heart, it's like I have this love exchange happening with higher nature 
all the time and my mind is always in bliss. And so I'm just very grateful and fortunate about that. And so when I wrote this article about reality is neither duality nor non-duality, it very simply means that you can have both, okay? Your mind doesn't have to have an ego death. You can retain your individuality. You can retain your heart, your sense of love. And so from the heart perspective, yes, you can have a non-duality from the heart perspective where you feel like, oh, everything is love. But then you can also have a non-duality from the mind perspective when your mind is connected with the infinite, with that absolute truth. It's immersed in this limitless expanse. And so then you can have that non-duality in your head region. So you can have non-duality in both of these, but at the same time, your eyes can be open and you can see through your eyes. You can see through your imagination also, your third eye, your, your um, you know, there's names for that as well, right? You can still touch, you can still taste, you can still smell. And these are all wonderful experiences that enhance your life. They make it richer. And so it's not wise to want to sacrifice all sensual aspects of your being for some sort of non-dualistic concept. It's just, in my opinion, a bit dumb and naive and it's lacking a deeper understanding of nature and reality and the, or the manifestation of all of existence. You know, the, the totality of existence is much more ex, ex, expansive and, and less simple as some people make it out to be. Like I mentioned in other podcasts, some people equate love with truth and truth with love like they're the same thing and they're not. They're not. You know, you can open your heart and that can be a wonderful experience and your mind can still be disconnected with truth when you do that. And the same thing is true with your mind. Your mind can reach a Zen sort of a state and your heart could be closed. So obviously the ideal is you want to have the best of both worlds. You want to have both your mind and your heart completely open. Anyway, I wanted to get to this next section um, the second half of this looks like with time also here. So let me read to you the next part that I, I wrote today. Dispassion equanimity has been misunderstood. Many claim it means to not feel negative or positive about anything, but riding a fence of neutrality between both. They are wrong. Dispassion Equanimity is a term exclusively dealing with the external ups and downs of life. The base approach to your spiritual practice and to life is not neutrality, but unbridled optimism with as great an intensity that you can muster. Not for any external reason do you choose this, but because it is your most empowered nature that aligns most perfectly with ultimate truth. This is a method of recognizing others on this path. We are the most positive and, quote, eyes open, unquote, quote, non-naive, unquote, optimistic people you can meet. 
The world may attempt to wear us down into submission with all its force, but we stand tall in full resilience, resplendent in all our shining glory. We don't hide the majesty that the divine has clothed us in, but flaunt it as the branding of who we are. For us, every day is a celebration whereby we slay the enemies of positivity in a whirling dance of delight. This effortless battle is not a chore, but a practical exercise in productive entertainment. It's a grand party of purification that creates an aftermath of smiling faces and joy-filled hearts. Let the festivities begin. Now, just to give a brief commentary, comments on what I just read there. What that basically means is that some people have philosophized some spiritual paths and um, Buddhism is particularly guilty of this as well is they believe that all emotions or, uh, how do I say, regard, whether it be positive or negative, should be curtailed so that you should come to the, what they believe equanimity of mind is, is a place that's neither positive nor negative. And this, in my opinion, is in conflict with what enlightenment is about. It's obviously been misunderstood because there just are not enough enlightened people around on this planet. You know, it's very rare, apparently. But the normal, the, how do I say, the base state, the baseline state of perspective is positive. It's not between positive and negative. It's not on the fence between positive and negative. That's just ludicrous. And it's a false teaching. The fact of the matter is, is that in order to reach higher states of consciousness, you must approach it from a very sacred and optimistic perspective. You want to have that inner exuberance inside of you that's boldly going forth in wanting to adventure and having that confidence within you. Confidence is not something that you want to disappear in your meditation practice or something. Confidence is something very, very practical. You can't have success without confidence. And I say that broadly. You can't have material success without confidence. You can't have spiritual success without confidence. You can't have, you can't have relationship success without confidence. Confidence is key. And you can't have confidence if you aren't even positive about yourself, if you don't even feel positive in the space between thoughts, you can't even be confident. And so, yes, you might have some uh, monks that would disagree with this concept, and that's fine. That's completely fine. You'll, you'll find lots of people that will disagree with this concept. And unfortunately, negativity has tainted a lot of, of uh, meditative practice and they find themselves falling back into negativity and they wonder why. It's because you cannot 
fight against negativity if you don't polarize yourself to the positive. The positivity is your friend. You need positivity. So again, equanimity is, by its baseline, a positive experience. You want to have, like you're approaching the sacred, like you are touching the divine. You are in the presence of something amazing. That is the mentality that you should have when you are engaging in your spiritual practice. You don't want to be so neutral that you, you lack any perspective where you, you, you can't even allow yourself to be positive or negative. That's just ridiculous. And I, the ego death cultists, I'll call them, maybe some of them are advocating about that. Anyway, there's one last thing here I want to wrap up with. One other thing I wrote about today. Because I was posting on the Buddhist forum and reading some of the uh, reactions. And here was one of my responses. The middle way is misunderstood. The middle way means, in my opinion, don't let external influences make you overly happy or sad by your attachment to them. However, when we are positively optimistic for no reason, that is the middle way because it is your internal inspiration and love that powers you. This inherent perspective is independent from the external and is instead who we are already internally, that are authentic us. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So that pretty much uh, covered a lot of, of detail today. And basically, again, just to summarize in a nutshell as we're wrapping up here, reality is neither duality nor non-duality because we are living in our human bodies. And we are very privileged as humans in that we get to experience both non-duality as well as duality. And that's what separates us from the other native animal species on earth and that's beautiful and i would love you if you listen to this podcast and you like what you're hearing you can reach out to me directly and you can comment um, i'm also available if you ever want to um, communicate voice or video or if you have a youtube channel and you want to invite a guest speaker i'm available for that as well or to interview me and you can reach me and in fact you can reach all the podcasts at divinity.com d-i-v-i-n-i-t-y also there you can find the links to the reddit reddit sub called the underscore ultimate as well as to the youtube channel we're all up to date with youtube i'm converting all the podcasts every day up to to youtube with some nice artwork as well to go along with it and yeah and also we have a discord so there's a discord community where if you want to chat with me or with other like-minded people that make a stand for positivity and wanting to progress on this path of enlightenment you guys are all awesome you have a fantastic day and until tomorrow this is Atma Boda signing off.